Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Wayne Hawks has made the, the stop by for Westbury Stud. It's all about success with Tarzino at Westbury. Hello, Wayne. Morning, Jared. How are you? Uh, if I got you, just try again. Good morning, Jerry. There How are you? Are. Sorry about that. I'm well. If you're looking for your last bottle of water, Daisy Thomas just took it and <laughs> told me, "Don't tell you." So uh, save whatever you've uh, whatever you've got. Just the, warm here. Yeah, yeah. This is the equivalent of the jump outs, not the trials, right. just the jump outs. Ah, uh, so we're just playing, are we? Yep. Well, yep. I, uh, not, I, I not too much defence and not too much pressure around it. This is just to try a few things, see, just practice what you've been learning in various gallops, put it into practice under some sort of simulation, but no more than that. I can't say which couple of Collingwood footballers I just spoke to, but they were just behind the glass here. I said, not good enough to play injured. And they said, uh, no, no. They said, when it gets to 30 degrees, we don't need you out there. So that's fair enough. And that's what uh, placing your players, placing your horses to the right advantage is what it's, uh, what it's all about. And you're talking about a jump outs and trials. Last week, we were all talking about Imperatrice, yeah. how her trial was, and Mick D was a bit, uh, okay, and... Not that I'm being smart about it. I said, worry about the trial. Don't worry about the trials. Worry about race day. And she duly came out at the uh, short price favourite and uh, got the job done in uh, in serious fashion. Because when you jump and lead from uh, barrier, to, barrier to box, that's, uh, that's not easy to do. Yeah, I think the observation you made is that it is like the premiership team in the match sim. Is there's nothing there for them other than just to get a feel for it. You wouldn't want to cast too many judgments there. And I do think, I feel like the Imperatrice trial actually built the whole race. Is There should have been questions around it and queries. Has she come back? As sometimes mares don't come back. And, and it added to the whole spectacle of the whole thing, particularly halfway through the race when it was being served yeah. up to her. And you go, oh, we're about to find out here. There's been no cushy sitting sprint affair. No, it wasn't. And when you're watching straight races at Flemington, I don't know what you think, but I always think, gee, they don't look to be going that quick. But then you watch the sexuals in the top right-hand corner and they are just reeling them off like, uh, you know, a Scalati or a Black Caviar running track records. But if Opie Boston had a ridden her in the trial and said, Oh, yeah, yeah, then smiled to the press when oh, it was okay. That's when I would have thought, oh, maybe there's a question mark. But And that's nothing against Mick D because he's only come in as just a caretaker yeah. person yep. to uh, do the job. So, as I said, if Opie Boston had been worried, I would have been worried. But it was great to see her back because I reckon if she was going to be vulnerable, it was going to be there on Saturday. And as you said, they certainly served it up to her. It was no easy, uh, no easy feat, that's for sure. But I heard you on Monday talking and racing's back at the forefront and you talk about how good the spring is that autumn day on saturday was uh was special in melbourne and sydney how long can a trainer stay angry at a jockey (laughs) (laughs) so kieran jimmy star we explored that on monday craig williams ride is this was kieran with gareth hall yesterday it still hasn't settled with him well there was never any indication from craig that he was going to ride the horse um I said he could miss a start, so just be aware of that. But, you know, getting the start and asking a horse to race forward are two different things. Mm. And um, looking at the way Craig rode it 
there was only ever one plan in his mind. So, you know, I've got a group of connections at the races. Some aren't at the races that I've spoke to previous leading up to the race saying that we're going to ride one way. And um, then he completely does another. Um, now, I'm all for jockeys making, you know, spur-of-the-moment decisions. The, the, the best jockeys do that. Um, but that was just... Um, he was doing one thing and, and we were doing another um, right from the word go. That was probably the most frustrating and disappointing part. How long can a trainer stay angry at a jockey? Oh, you know what? Be involved with my family and uh, dear old dad's given plenty of blokes life. And <laughs> Life's not life. No. No, because the problem is you get to the end, you've got to turn around and start at the top again. So, uh, look. It's hard. It's very, very difficult. I mean, the difference is Greg Norman puts the tee down, he puts the ball down, he swings back and goes whack. Greg Norman can only blame himself. When you're the trainer, you are the AFL coach, and you go, oh, mate, you've kicked one goal five, Craig. You've had six down your throat, you've kicked one goal five, and that's how it is. So it's an amazing game, though. If Craig had gotten away with it, the horse has only won by, uh, lost by a metre in human terms, so it's not like he's been flogged, but where it lies is he's had a gut buster. You don't really want him ridden like that. Where he made the mistake, I feel, is when he jumped out the gates and he gave him two dig-ups. Come on, come on, to get out the gates. If he had to come out neutral and go looked across to your left and gone, yep, there's five inside of me or four inside of me, I'm going to be caught. He goes back, he would have gone back to second last and actually followed the eventual, uh, eventual winner. I thought his run was outstanding, really. I mean, some of the form guys were saying, you know, rah, rah, but I think they've been too tough and they've been too critical. He should have just gone back and it was an error of judgment, but truth, that's what you get when you put Craig on. Now, he won't like me saying that, but that is the absolute truth. Craig likes to make his own mind up quite often and that's what he does. So this is not the first time that, uh, that he's done that. J-Mac, I love stirring up with Gareth Hall and Johnny O'Neill on Giddy Up on a Monday morning. And, oh, J-Mac this, J-Mac that. He rode four last Saturday. He's going to ride five this Saturday. But he still does slaughter them. And he does do that. But we only look at the positives. When you're on Craig Williams' giga kick, when he's on the dollar dollar fifty favourite, you've got nowhere to hide. It's a bit like going on the races with um, Winx's first foal by Piero. Whoever's going to gets getting sold next uh, three weeks' time. Yeah. When it goes to the races, mate, you've got nowhere to hide. And if, it, and if it's a yoke, you're in deep trouble because you are genuinely, you don't even want to be there, but you know you've got to front up. So it's a very, very hard thing to do. And it's a hard, bitter pill to swallow because as a trainer, I would think Kieran's looking at it going, what do I do now? I've got a kid in the under-19s. I want to play him at league level, but just should I go for the reserves and just take my time to get to the elite level because we have got time on our side. He's a gelding and he can race on for three years. Or do we keep pushing on? Because if he takes on Mr. Brightside in, in you know, three, four weeks' time, as Johnny O'Neill said, in a, in a handicapped race, there's going to be 15 kilos, 16 kilos yeah. difference. Yeah. They're going to carry the same weight. So he's seriously inferior. The only way I'd be doing it would be going, I really think we can win. Because if you can't win and you're on second... The handicapper is going to murder you by giving you a stack of extra weight if you go back to a handicapper. And you look at the Doncaster, that's there for his taking, I reckon. So just, uh, I, I as a, um, a punter, which I use that term very loosely, um, two rides <laughs> bad, on... Did you say bad punter? On, did you say bad punter? 
I hated the Rewilla ride on Bonus Notches. Field of seven, odds on favourite. Yep. Dropped it out last game, but absolutely no hope of winning. That's another one. I would take the Williams ride on Jimmy Star over the Rewilla ride on Bonus Notches. Different because Nash overdid it and went back too far and gave his horse too big a start. And Bjorn's Notches is nearly one of the greatest horses in the country. He is as good as Mr. Brightside and those horses. The problem with him is he's a backmarker. He should have won the uh, the Daly Sprint. My horse Airman got in his road, and I think he ran third by memory. He should have won. There's no doubt about that. He He's close to Imperatories, but the difference is Imperatories jumps and leads, and Buenos Nachos gets back in the races, so he's always going to look unlucky. That's the thing That's the thing about it. So, I don't know. I mean, Craig... <sighs> I had a horse on Saturday that raced called Terra Star, and we knew as soon as the barriers came out, it, it just literally couldn't win. All right. So we sit four deep, or we just say to John McNeil, just go back, ride her in a normal way, don't don't go wide, just go back, get cover, go up the inside and ride for luck, because you will not win going around them. That's what we said to him, and we were very clear. Now, I suppose in hindsight, you look back and you go, maybe we just sort of said to Craig, you've drawn a touch awkward, you're sticky, go back. Macarena, one of the... One of my horses that's in your stable yep, to follow yep. ran second first up the other day. It drew barriers seven of seven. Shocking. It was terrible drawing seven of seven. Now, you wouldn't think in a field of seven, but the problem is in some of these small, small fields, they don't want to go hard. Everyone's looking at each other way too much. A field of 16 or 18, you don't have that luxury because yeah. you don't see where all of the absolute guns are in the run. So sometimes these smaller fields work against you, and you think seven out of seven is not a bad barrier. Well, it is. When you're Craig Williams on uh, Jimmy, Jimmy the Superstar, <laughs> mate, you're $1.50 pop, and you should be even money. And you're taking on some of the big boys. You, you're going to play AFL, but you haven't played a match yet. So you are going to be gunned for right from the get-go because it is a game of tactics. So they did him no favours, and neither you, neither you need to. No, no. You know what I mean? So, but that's the... That, I would always rather be 10 to 1 than being a fifty, hot pot on the way up. Yes. Oh, it's it's such a pub debate, and it always will be. Is why we still debate Shane Dye beyond the cross, oh, don't we? You love that one, don't you? Well, it's, he told it, me it's once, the quintessential one. He told me once about 10 years and 15 years after that, we were in Hong Kong Harbour. And I said, come on. I said, you've had a couple under your, a couple under your belt now. What do you reckon? He goes, I wrote it. I was like, that'll yeah, it. Yeah. That'll it. Shut up. Defend the indefensible until he dies. Just quickly, um... You know where it's disappointing, and I'll tell you where it's disappointing, and it's nothing. this is not a slur against Mark Walker, but straight after the race he said, I'm relieved, I'm glad it's over. Like, it shouldn't be like that. No, you've got to find the excitement, yeah, don't you? I, I, yeah, I, I was just talking to Nathan Buckley uh, before he came on air with you, and we're just talking about the same, same thing. Sometimes it's those matches that you just know you've got to win and you're a dollar one yep. and you just got to do it. And I know how he felt with, you know, having trained some of the great horses I've been involved with. It's a relief and a thrill, and it's disappointing. And that's not, that's not disappointing no, for Mark no, Walker. No, I know exactly it's what you're saying. how it works. It should be such a thrill. Yeah. But when you get to that level and you're talking... Black Caviar, she started all this. The win, 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 win. Yeah, and they yeah. don't all win, win, no, win. The ones that win are the Imperatrices and the Black Caviars. Winks, not really, but she did because she was a backmarker. But to be honest, Notches is probably as good a horse. Yep. But he's got a terrible racing pattern. So Black Caviar, she's, even though she's your pet, she's got a hell of a lot to answer <laughs> to. No, because we She just, normalised winning yes. in a way that was totally abnormal. Yeah, but it's abnormal. You're yep. right. She's a freak.
All right. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you. Good on you. Wayne Hawks for Westbury Stud, Tarzino, Reliable Man, Redwood and El Rocker, each providing success in more ways than one at Westbury Stud.